0: This is an epic episode. <laughs> <laughs> the joy of, of doing anything with you is that whatever you do looks gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pleased that you did that because I would have just lobbed them in a bowl and it wouldn't have looked lovely. Was that a nose? Is that what you've done there?
1: It's a strawberry jazz. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening, Jez is holding an abundant. Oh, now and eating a mm. uh, plate of cherries oh, there, and there. raspberries and blue. Oh, can I have a blueberry? How many do you have to
0: eat of these to be one of your day?
1: Normally, it's like an eighty gram serving, isn't it? It's one portion of Crikey, fruit. eighty of grams
0: of fruit and that's and that will keep you regular, won't it? But
1: eighty grams isn't very much. That's probably like that single strawberry, which admittedly is quite a. Mutant strawberry. That's probably fifty grams.
0: Fifty grams for a strawberry. Yeah. Have you ever weighed a baby squirrel? No. Wow. I think weighing a baby squirrel gives you a really good. I've just (laughs) realised how (laughs) I put myself in a real ridiculous position because you're holding pips. Yeah. (laughs) I've got a bit on I we haven't got anything to put the pips in. I'm going to put it on my Uh, squirrel.
1: Sorry, we're going to have to go back to the squirrel. Yep. Have you weighed a baby squirrel, Once.
0: It was so cute. Really cute. In a zoo. It right. was an unexpected squirrel. Okay. And so because it was born on their land, they, um, they weighed it and made sure it was all right, and it was all right. And I really, really miss Penelope.
1: Penelope the I squirrel. I wanted to keep
0: it, but like I wasn't allowed.
1: And how much did Penelope weigh?
0: Lots of people don't let me keep things that I want to keep. Um, about a hundred and something grams. Oh, that's know, right? surprising. Yeah, she was a big one. I don't, it wasn't like a newborn. I don't think they'd pop them out at 100 grams. Right. I don't know an awful lot about how much babies weigh, but I would imagine some of the babies I've seen born are eye-wateringly big. I expect our babies to be lovely and little and slender and little, but sometimes they're like almost four years old, fully grown by the when God, they come out. God, it know, makes right? me wince thinking <laughs> about it. So listen, we're eating this, We're eating these berries,
1: yeah, they're very delicious. Have you got a
0: favourite here? I love a raspberry. I
1: love cherries. Do
0: you? Mm. Great, cool, (laughs) they're safe. Um, But here's my thing, I've heard, and I got these little, I bought these organic juniper berries for Christmas because Mm -hmm. Nigel Slater, who we both love and adore. um, Hello Nigel, if you're watching.
1: Um, Can can we have your house?
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) can we come and stay? (laughs) Please (laughs) kidnap us.
1: We wouldn't make a mess of it at all. Um, anyway, juniper
0: he su- berries. He suggests putting two juniper berries, I think just two, oh no, it was like nothing, it was like five or something, in his gravy, but doesn't crush them or anything. And I thought, well, surely they're not going to do anything. I don't even know what they taste like. Could you, oh, you're going to
1: eat a whole one.
0: Uh-oh, okay, maybe not. Why? If you're I listening, like. I
1: highly recommend you get on YouTube now because Jez is about to eat. <laughs> an entire juniper berry. I think it's going to be like an explosion of gin. in It's one
0: tiny little thing. How is that? Look how tiny it is. That's what I couldn't understand. Have you done it before? Do it. (laughs) it. I don't understand what the big deal is. (gasps) Oh, wow. There we go, everyone. It's gin. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, there's like an after. Oh, they're quite peppery as well. So the reason I got them, I got these from a health food store and I got them from um, the the dried juniper berries. I got them from before this gravy, Mm. but then I read that, you know, they're really good for you. And you hear that a lot, don't you? Oh, they're really good for you. And I always think, well, they might be really good for me, but how many, how many is really good for you? Because my mum, I think we spoke about this before, my mum used to do this thing where she'd go through a phase where she felt a bit coldy or sniffly, so she'd put a slice of lemon in some water, you know, like twice a day or something, and then so it's really good for you. And I'm like, well, I'm not entirely sure a slice of lemon twice a day for, you know, three days till you forget is any good for you.
1: In fact, I hate to break the lemon bubble, but lemon has absolutely no effect on your... Citrus, vitamin C has zero effect on your immune system. And normally I wouldn't say such a thing with quite such confidence, but I've just finished reading and I've brought it with me because I want you to read it as well. um, Tim Spector's Food for Life.
0: Oh, I really love his Frosty's Christmas Carol song (laughs) that he did. But that's
1: a different Spectre, oh, a, with a, with a more checkered past. No. Oh, yeah, he has. We've <laughs> never talk about
0: that. I just remembered what I'm getting myself into. Um, <laughs> Pulling back.
1: Tim Spectre, yes. celebrity epidemiologist, who knew such a thing existed, but um, he set up the COVID app, and he runs a personalized nutrition company what COVID called Zoe. The one that doesn't work. No, not the not the government one, oh, the right. one that tracked everyone's um symptoms and oh. had good numbers. And, um, and he runs this personalized nutrition company called Zoe, um, which is really interesting oh. and provides like personalized health advice and stuff. But the, his latest book, he basically takes everything, he goes through citrus and then dairy and then and so on and looks at the research for example citrus because it's got vitamin c in it cures colds and boosts your immunity and looks at the research and goes yeah but you know that was done by the orange growers association of california and featured 10 men over 50 or something and or, actually, that was very robust and blah, 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 or it might have marginal effects. And I mean, if you like to geek out on nutrition, which I do, mm-hmm. it's
0: really interesting. Well, sometimes recommend. it's not just about geeking out on it. It's about, like, you know, as you know, I'm a big fan of asking more questions. And that's a classic example of hearing something like, oh, well, citrus is good for you. But you don't, no one ever thinks about data checking or fact checking you just it's something you've always been told by your nan or something or because we are children of a generation of people that were told to accept things and not ask questions right
1: yeah And and
0: one of the joyful things about the position that we're now in is we have access to so much data and we can ask the questions and we can challenge fact.
1: And the level of information that we can get about our own bodies now without having to go into a a lab, like what our insulin levels are doing, what our fat responses are like, um, whether we're burning uh, carbs or fat, or, you know, all these different things that we just couldn't have done before. Hold
0: my berries. I'm
1: going to hold your berries. Because I I'm going to eat them all. I have. That means I have to put my tea down.
0: On this brand non-specific tablet, it's an iPad. <laughs> um, I I found this that one cup of blueberries provides twenty four percent of a person's recommended daily allowance of vitamin C because they're they're noticeably really high in blue in, in blueberries. <laughs> blueberries. <laughs> Each are blueberry. Hundred
1: percent blueberry.
0: <laughs> that's a fact that I can <laughs> categorically agree with and know that I am correct in saying. So <clears throat> have you heard anything different to that?
1: No, but I think that's partly. You know, the Citrus Growers Association did a really good job of making us think that vitamin C all came from citrus. And actually, like kiwis are really high, blueberries. There's so many things that are really high in it. And also that you can't just eat a cup of blueberries and think, right, let's have cake.
0: Exactly.
1: It's nothing is a silver bullet. Damn
0: it. Um,
1: <laughs> I am still going to eat this entire plate. Because of it blueberries. says here,
0: blueberries can help heart health, bone strength, skin health, blood pressure, diabetes management, cancer prevention, and mental health. Well, of course they can.
1: Of course they can. You'd have to
0: be drinking. You'd have to be eating so many of them all the time that the consequence of that is you'd also have chronic diarrhoea. That's true.
1: That's <laughs> Do you true. Know the
0: second most Googled thing is what happens if I eat blueberries every day. And what's the answer? Why would people be worried about that? Yeah. In case they went orange, like if you eat carrots all the time. Um, wait, what? If you... <laughs> oh, wait! If you eat carrots, ca- ca- carrots... Carrots have carotene in, and it makes your skin orange, but that's a legitimate, clinical, absolutely normal thing. And Is it, this it what can I... make your white of your eyes orange as well. Is this well. what
1: happens to them on Strictly Come Dancing? Is that why they're all so <laughs> orange?
0: <laughs> no, that's all of Dale Winton's leftover... <laughs> Blusher and, and, uh, (laughs) uh, what's that stuff called that you put on? Bronzer. No, the other one. Foundation, Uh. that one. So, uh, according to a few studies, uh, this was the India Times. Uh, I don't know why they ran an article on it, but uh, a bowl of blueberries can help in boosting immunity and reduce reduce the risk of diabetes. Oh, it's all nonsense, generalistic stuff, isn't it? Like, that generalistic statements aren't useful because, one is not going to, for the rest of your life, reduce your chances of getting cancer, right? Exactly. Um, so, uh, that, and I guess that's your point. That this is the, guy's saying, yeah. well, how many bowls yeah. of blueberries do we need to be eating? Because if it's that important, we should be telling everyone to eat more blueberries.
1: And also, it's blueberries not stopping aren't... stopping you, yeah, but... it's, I'm, I'm troughing through <laughs> these. There's so many other things, and maybe things, other things do it better, and maybe... It, you obviously couldn't live just on blueberries. I can't believe we're having this conversation. Could Though I am now living on blueberries.
0: I love stuff like that, because that sounds like a challenge. But they're classically <laughs> antioxidant-y as well, aren't they? Mm. For somebody who likes cherries, you eat an awful lot of my raspberries. Oh, I know, I'm
1: sorry, would you like some more? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, quickly before they all go. Um,
1: um, you've got cherry trees in the garden.
0: I have got uh, two, inherited two cherry trees in this garden, yeah.
1: Are they good? Are they prolific?
0: Now, let me think. One is an ornamental cherry tree. You mm. know, those really boring ones that you get excited about Why when you do start people to see do that? them. I don't know. And it is massive as well, so we get cherries everywhere and birds everywhere. And Woody, in his first ever year here, was like, "Wow, it's raining cherries!" But you can't eat them. <laughs> Life's great. Well, you shouldn't. Some fruits and berries you can't eat, can you? Because they're bad for you. Yeah, I suppose so. they make you poorly. Let's mm. use that term. Let's use that. Term. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Lots of diarrhea.
1: But have you got an edible cherry tree as well? E-
0: um, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't sound sure.
0: <laughs> because I I forget what we've got. We've got two pear trees and an, and they're different pear varieties oh. and an apple tree that's very stunted, bless it. Is that the one I just cut down? That might be the one I just cut down because it was oh, just dear. so like you know oh. They don't last forever, fruit trees. And a damson tree.
1: Love a damson tree. She's a plum Sort of yeah. And you wouldn't eat them raw.
0: What's the one that you make gin? Slow? Slow Which is technically a, a plum too, right? Slow as a plum. Mm,
1: that's a good question. I think not. We should look in
0: the garden of the almanac. We should. But while I'm waiting, I'll just um, ask somebody else. Are you going to and... Google it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to MSN it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. Or
1: send a carrier pigeon.
0: Is a not a damsel? What's the one I'm looking for? Is slow. A, slow. That's it. Is a slow.
1: Do you think if you uh, put it in gin, plum. it still counts as one of your one of your five a day
0: I don't well that's the, that's the the thing isn't it? is that people say that if you drink a lot of gin, then you're technically drinking plums, so that's all right, or cider is apples and all that kind of jazz. but we just had this conversation just while we were breaking that acids and stuff like that aren't very good for you mm you know, if you look at the I disagree really yeah. But if you look at the um, so Japan, obviously classically Japanese cooking, absolutely not um, fans of acids at all. Uh, minimal acids. Yeah. They live to some of the oldest ages in the world, and they've got lots of fish. Very little dairy. Very little other meats.
1: But that's because no
0: sugar. It ferments, doesn't it stuff like that ferments in your belly and fermentation is not necessarily very good for you. Well
1: a lot of acid is already fermented actually but fermenting is not bad for you because that's what your gut microbiome. Kathy versus
0: Japan. Tune in next week. Well, yeah but
1: <laughs> well this is where that Tim Spector book's interesting because uh-huh. he would my guess is say there are so many factors at play there like, a lot of populations don't have the enzyme for dealing with milk anyway. Yes. So not having it is it, is not going to be a factor. Yeah. And then there are so many other factors about longevity and that the fact that they eat so much fish and handle that so well might be because over years of genetic adaptation, they've become better able to deal with it than other cultures that have it. And those kinds of things take generations and generations. It's not whether they've eaten any vinegar that day or not.
0: Well, and I suppose also a myth as well, right? You know, you just get used to what you know. Yeah. And then you adapt to that knowledge and you start to find out ways to behave to support that. Um, slowberries are a type of wild plum.
1: There we go. One to me. Two. I-
0: knew I was right. <laughs> I didn't know I was right, that's why I googled it. <laughs> and I it. Or, uh, other search engines are available. <laughs> They're not though are they? They're
1: really not. Let's not pretend. <laughs> Please have some more berries. I would love um, some,
0: thanks. So all of this really comes to, to uh, our point of this episode I don't, I don't know why I'm eating these. I'm eating these because we were so obsessed about talking about them, but I'm not even a big fan, I believe, really. Oh, I love them. Um, anyway. And that's that gardening can be stressful. Like, growing stuff can be stressful. But I wonder, here's something I'm going to posit for us to talk about for the last few minutes. I wonder whether growing... Um, gardening itself isn't stressful. I wonder whether actually what's stressful is... Um, that we map expectations on our gardening and that we model the beautiful gardens we see on TV and the magazines, we go to the National Trust and suddenly when we come back and our little scrappy, you know, little garden looks nothing like, it's not beautifully manicured, it's not 30 years old and has been maintained professionally for 30 years and so we feel inferior... And that's what's stressful, is this almost anxiety, this sort of pressure that we feel to, I've got to get this done, I've got to put those seeds in, I've got to, of course, I've got to grow carrots and this and that and the other, because that's what people do, isn't it? This year, I've taken my foot right off the gas. Um, It will look a lot tidier than it does now. But I'm going to grow just what I fancy growing.
1: I think that's such a liberating way of looking at No,
0: because if you look at a vegetable, if you look at vegetable garden plans, they are rampacked. Like like you, you, it's a full-time job to grow vegetables throughout the year, right?
1: Yeah, completely. And even then it doesn't work sometimes. Sure.
0: And if you don't have it, in fact, that we have an episode um, where we discuss just that, actually, which is whether or not it's worth growing vegetables. Should you buy them from the shops, buy them from a vegetable box or grow them, which is cheaper? Mm. Make sure you check that one out. Um, but I wonder whether that's it, because... Actually, when I've thought about it, I love being in the garden. I love pottering around. I love anything I want to do when I want to do it. Not stressful at all.
1: But you've hit the nail on the head because what you're doing there is making, I'm sorry to use this dreadful cliche, but making the journey yes. the point of it.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Not the, does it look like an RHS garden or not? Yes. It's not the end game. Yes. That's not the point of growing and gardening and being in our garden, yes. whether whatever we're doing in it. The point is being in it and yeah. connecting with it and the pleasure that that brings. And I think if you can, but we're sort of bred to go, I'm doing this because in the end it will result in X. Yes. And to see progress as, the only reason to do anything and actually mm. it's not a garden is classically never finished and I think if you can find pleasure in the journey of it I mean to be fair I will stand and scream at my dying cabbages going don't die you yes. look so pretty you know that doesn't do mean there do? isn't frustration right. but you can still do the you, neighbors get really cross
0: what if you're screaming yeah,
1: yeah at the cabbages do they
0: just tuck and go it's a bloody cabbage leave it <laughs> It's a pool of tears, and you don't know which ones are Kathy's and which ones are the cabbages.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. I'm going to um, drop this bombshell to end this episode. <laughs> and that's that I think gardening is a bunch of keeping up with the Joneses. <gasps>
1: <Yeah>. I'm shocked. <laughs> what? Well, Why do you think that?
0: Because I think there are an awful lot of people in the gardening world that, that use gardening as an opportunity to peacock to sort of show off a bit and try to keep up with what other people are doing so they can have the rose arbour because they've seen it somewhere else and they want that perfect version of the garden so we're going to put that in and do that. And
1: That's interesting. It's like cooking. It's like dinner parties are sometimes like that oh, as well. yes, that's it. Let's have people around so we can show off all our fancy stuff.
0: Yes, right. Uh, yes, Gosh gardening is the dinner parties of the lawn.
1: I think we need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, listen, we didn't talk about everything we wanted to talk about and I suspect but this is going to be a growing theme.
1: I did eat most of the blueberries <laughs> well, congratulations. and the cherries and the, all uh, well, of the no, raspberries. Hang a
0: minute. What you've eaten is that almost all the raspberries, most of the blueberries, hardly any of the cherries which are allegedly are your favourite thing, and that strawberry that's as big as your face.
1: I'm worried about the size of those strawberries. Oh, I don't one. trust that's them. They're much, absolutely massive. Shall we try them? I bet you, we...
0: okay, wait, wait, wait. I bet you this tastes crap because we're not in strawberry season, so they've been forced. Yeah. And they look gorgeous. And the ones that look gorgeous, 90% of the time, are watery and horrible. Yeah, you ready? I'm with you. Ready? Three, two, one. Mm. Mine's all right. Actually. Mine's all right too. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>